<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. Hey, it too. is it is Wednesday. Wednesday. One of my favorite days of the week. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Do I do this every morning? Every morning. Look, look, <laughs> look I'm turning mine down too. You do it every morning. Why would you do that every morning? Because <laughs> I like to listen to the word. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you like listening to the word. I do. Uh-huh. Amen. Don't Amen. You? I do. I do. So this is the first day of fall. Mm. And guess what, y'all? Mm. It's actually cool outside. It's good. It's hair weather. Yeah. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. I got my hair working right. Yeah. I mean, it's It's nice. tight today. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's neat. Look, looking good. It's very neat. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a shout out. Let me know what you think about my hair today. My hairstyle. <laughs> I want to hear the comments. I want to hear the comments. Let me know what you think about Pastor B's Bless hairstyle. Bless your darling today. heart. Amen. Um, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It is. It is. It should be your strength as well. Good morning, Shirley Hughes, Young, Pam and Barry Barnes, uh, Felton Joseph. Good morning. I have people here, but I can't see them yet. Yep. (laughs) Bam says your hair is smooth. Smooth. It's smooth. Looking nice. Looking nice. Looking nice. I did did a little something different with it today. (laughs) We want to definitely send some prayers up this morning for my cousin Chris. He's having a triple bypass surgery this morning. Even as we speak, I Mm -hmm. believe he's in surgery. And so we're uh, believing God for a speedy recovery Mm -hmm. and a uh, favorable outcome. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Jason Elmore said not one hair out Out of of place. You know, you're so kind, Jason. Jason. Thank you, Jason. You and Bam, my man, 100 grand. (laughs) Help him, y'all. Help him. Yes. Uh, Time to let the windows up. Time to let the windows up, air the house with some outside air. Mm. You know, I don't like outside air. Mm. It smells (laughs) like outside. Smell like outside. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like... um, I like being cold. You like being cold? Well, okay. I don't like being freezing. I don't know. Say, we're going to have to have a talk outside of this thing. I know, because you, you know I hate being freezing. You, you don't like I hate freezing. Yeah. Uh, but I like the cool crisp that's in the air right now. Yeah. I mean, y'all notice I got a jacket on. Yeah. And it's only, what, 72 degrees, 73? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can y'all imagine when it's really cold? Yeah. I'm going to be so bundled up. I'm going to have a wool scarf around my neck all the way up to my nose. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? We've been doing uh, outdoor services for almost two years now. And, you know, uh, God has, I think God is preparing us for what he has prepared for us. Okay. And, That's true. And, you know, we've, we've endured the heat. We've endured the cold. Oh, Jesus. And I'm telling you. The, the things be that we offense, have, we Lord, are ready. We are ready. All around me Cause, every day. Because sometimes there's going to be some hot or cold circumstances that we're going to have to be ready for. Well, speaking of the Jewish feast now uh, are the feasts of the Lord. You know, we've been kind of studying on this. This is a time of Sukkot. Mm. And are the Feast of Tabernacles. You know how you might go by several names. You know, when I was in school, my 
of course, my parents named me Natasha. I had a teacher who decided to start calling me Natasha. Mm-hmm. So the name stuck. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, I went from Natasha to Tasha to Natasha to Natasha. So you might have several names. I call for- you babe. <laughs> so you might have several names to reference one thing. So mm-hmm. it's the Feast of Suc- it's Sukkot. Mm-hmm. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. There's a couple other names as well. But during this time, people actually build a little tent Mm -hmm. and they sleep outside. Mm -hmm. Now, if that sounds like camping to you, let me just let you know that they also have to put enough holes in the roof of their tent to where they can see up to the stars Mm. because it's and, and also it's a time to let the rain in. So if it happens to rain. Yeah, rain represents the blessings. It represents. Look at. It does. The rain represents, sorry, (laughs) it represents the blessings because it is the time when they've already pulled in the harvest, Mm, right? Yeah. And now, and we've gone through a long summer drought where there's been no rain in in that area. It does not rain in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And so now they want some rain so they can start, you know, getting the ground ready for their winter uh, harvest and even their spring uh, planting season. I'm mm-hmm. saying that wrong. Their winter, um, you know, plowing and getting the ground ready and, and planting things for the spring. I think you're just trying to let us know how much you know right now. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that that this is a time of blessing. This is a time of dwelling with God. This is a do- time of God's presence being among us. Mm-hmm. And it's a time to reflect on the goodness of God. Right. Uh, we know in the, in the fall, that's when Thanksgiving is. Well, Sukkot was their Thanksgiving, mm. the Jewish Thanksgiving. Mm. So you you would eat outside this great big bountiful feast, mm. you know, and you would even invite your neighbors over. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm just saying this is a time to rejoice. Yeah. So you know, we've been talking about uh, conflict resolution, and uh, you know, I, I can see how leading off with talking about the code and talking about the feast of the Lord, how that really uh, brings us into because to remember God is to remember God's purpose. And, and to, God's purpose is, is souls. And to rem- remember to be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. For what he's done. Mm-hmm. The souls he's brought in. Mm-hmm. The loved ones who are saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, uh, I mean, I particularly like this time. It's a, it's a time where we can, we do come together. It's a time where we do remember, you know, uh, I think a lot of times during the, the during the year, we tend to forget. Uh, and and I yeah. believe that's how conflict comes in. You know, we forget certain things. We forget to uh, be kind to our spouse. We forget to be kind to our children. You forget to be kind to me? Sometimes you do. Uh, <laughs> some, sometimes you do. Uh, sometimes so, I do. <laughs> uh, sometimes... Uh, uh, we forget to be kind to our coworkers, or you know, our, our church members. So it's good to remember uh, oh. God's goodness and God's love, and uh, to pour it out on each other. Uh, but in dealing with conflict resolution, yesterday we were dealing with uh, like the steps that um, 
brings about a resolution to conflict. Mm -hmm. And the first step, and we're just going to go through this kind of quickly, but the first step was make the first move. You know, so if there's a conflict and it's just not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. then you make the first move, you know, don't wait for the other person to get in there and, you know, they be the one to say, well, I'm sorry. You know, you may need to be the first one to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that's the hardest move. Mm -hmm. You know, the first step is the hardest step. Right. Right. I think after that, it flows a little, flows a little bit easier. Step two is ask God for wisdom. So if you're in a place where you need a resolution to the conflict, begin to ask God. The Bible says uh, to acknowledge him in all your ways. You know, you don't fight and say, well, Lord, let me handle this. You know, Mm. you know, go to God and say, God, how do I handle this situation? How do I handle this, Lord? Uh, Number three, we started off and we said, um, begin the conversation with what is my fault? How do we some for some reason we are stuck on that one. Mm. I think nobody likes to admit when they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think even when you are just 1% wrong. <laughs> you don't want to say it. <laughs> you're like, ah. Uh, you want to let everyone know, hey, you're 99% wrong. Like, and they just kind of let's hold on to it. <laughs> like, let's have a peace conference. You go first. Right. Right. You know, right. nobody wants to be the one to say, yeah, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I, I messed up. I I did something wrong. I, I talked to you wrong. Nobody wants to admit their fault. We are much more proficient at blaming others. Yeah, than we are in re. Yeah. Yeah. It, always know that. taking responsibility. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always know that your first reaction is to defend yourself. Mm. The first thing you're going to do when you realize there's a conflict is you're going to say, it's not my fault. Yeah. If you hadn't done this, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. It's called blame casting. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we were talking about immaturity. Ooh. Uh, and I guess it was uh, incompatibility versus immaturity. Um, no, we were saying that it, that it's not income. It's not incompatibility. That's causing the conflict. Mm-hmm. It's not being unable to resolve the issue. It's being unwilling mm. to resolve an issue. So it's really immaturity. Yeah. Not yeah. incompatibility. That's causing couples to remain divorced, yeah. to get divorced, to get separated. Mm-hmm. Not just couples. You know, you see conflicts within families, mm-hmm. within coworkers, within neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I look at when we talk about immaturity is uh, the regression of it. Now, mm. Adam and the woman were created full-grown adults. Yes. God didn't create them as babies. That's true. He 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 made them, he formed them, and shaped them as full-grown adults. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that when sin hit and they started um, not wanting to take responsibility mm. for their actions, how it caused them to regress into immaturity. Mm-hmm. So they were created mature. Yeah, they had high thinking. They had high thinking. You know, they were one with Christ or mm-hmm. one with one with the Father. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, that sin and that lack of taking responsibility wow. caused them to become immature. So you want to know what an immature person is? It's a person that will never take responsibility for their own actions. One who refuses to grow up. Yeah. And I noticed that both, whichever you decide, is yeah. based on a decision. Right. You know, either either response is based on a decision. Exactly. And so, you know, it lets us know that 
that, you know, we are choosing. Mm. It's not something that's being laid on us, but mm. we are choosing conflict. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, the the number one, you know, one of the number one reasons for divorce now, you know, and we talked about this yesterday. T.D. Jakes was saying that when he started in ministry, I think he it might have been in the 70s. He said people would come to him and say, I need to get divorced. My husband's beating mm-hmm. me. I mm-hmm. need to get divorced. You know, my husband cheated on my me. husband's cheating on me. And now people are coming to him saying, I need to be divorced because I'm not happy. Mm. And he said, wait a minute. When did we reduce the promises of God yeah, to our on. emotional state, our mm-hmm. current emotional state? And so we realize this, that the primary purpose for marriage, and we're talking conflict resolution, mm. It's wow. not to make you happy. It's truly to make you holy. Mm. Um, mm. It's much more rewarding to resolve a conflict. Then you build something in your relationship called resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how bad it gets. Uh, when you um, make a decision that your marriage was designed by God to make you holy, then the buttons that your spouse push mm. it's areas in your life it's areas in your character that you need to take a closer look right it's places so in your life that you probably have not offered up to god mm-hmm. because you don't want him to deal with you on that level yeah. you don't want him to deal with you in that area wow you want to hold on to your dysfunction mm-hmm. you want to hold on to your anger mm-hmm. you want to hold on to your i don't know your cheating problem your yeah. uh your manipulation problem yeah. your you know which you don't think is a problem which you may not think it's a problem you yeah. may think it's just a part of your personality but your spouse knows you know the ins and outs of your personality mm-hmm. and the marriage it's easy to be kind and nice and display good character among strangers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hardest to display good character among those who know you mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, because that commitment is is a big deal right there. You know, it's hard to be nice to those you're committed you're to. You're committed, you're most committed to. Yeah, you can I can be nice to you when I when I'm not committed to you. <laughs> I'm not gonna go home to you. You're not gonna see me in my worst, you know. And I think I think a lot of times we take our relationships for granted. The the relationships that we're most Most committed committed to are the ones we take for granted the most. Mm -hmm. And so you see it. I'll never forget. I had this lady and I mean, you had to know this particular woman. She was like sister, super Christian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You ever met sister, super Christian? It's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, this woman got it together. And she made this statement. It blew my mind. She said, I hate going home. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Wow. She said, well, it's easy for me to, to, you know, walk in love and overcome yeah. evil and, you know, walk in the love of God when I'm at church, when I go to work, mm-hmm. in the supermarket, wow. in my neighborhood. Wow. She said, but the minute I go home, it's like they know how to push my, my buttons. buttons. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, you mean you haven't overcome in that area? And what it is, is that her family knew her the best. Yeah. And they tried, you know, Jesus said this 
in, in one of the gospels, he said that the prophet is not without honor except in his, his own hometown. Mm -hmm. And what he was saying is that they could not receive his ministry gift. He wanted to come in and heal everybody, mm -hmm. set everybody free. You know, he wanted mm -hmm. to be a blessing to his own hometown mm. as he had in all the other towns, yeah. right? But he couldn't do it at his own hometown because in their minds, he was just a carpenter's son. Mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. no one special. Taken for granted. He was taken for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody likes feeling taken taken for granted. You know, it keeps the conflict up. So <laughs> I, I, I like a particular point here. And I think we mentioned this yesterday. You said it's much uh, more rewarding to resolve a conflict mm. rather to rather than dissolve a relationship. You know, um, and I, you know, I talk to people all the time and I say things like, you know, you can never run away from yourself. Ooh. You know, you, you have this conflict with the person and you feel like the best thing to do is just dissolve the relationship, you know, yeah. because I, I'm tired of working on this. I'm tired <laughs> of, you know, going through the same thing or going around this mountain. And a lot of people can listen to this and go, yeah, pastor, that's true. I'm tired of... I'm Higher. Of going through this. I mean, how much more can God put on me? And God is not putting that on you. <laughs> he, he's really not. It's, it's it, you know, the enemy knows the weaknesses that you possess. Mm. So he's pushing at those weaknesses. Wow. So you have to be stronger. You have to be more resilient, like we said earlier. And you have to know how to uh, resolve this conflict because you can never run away from you. As long as you're having a conflict with somebody is probably because you have a conflict within yourself. You want to know what the number two cause of conflict is? Mm. It's pride. Mm. That's it. It's pride. That's it. Wow. It's pride. You might say, well, what do you mean pride? Okay. Let me just name some of the characteristics of pride. Stubbornness. Mm. Anybody dealing with somebody who's stubborn? Mm-hmm. You know, in their household, don't point at yourself. Mm. Be sure you point at the other person, right? <laughs> <laughs> sensitivity. Wow. Mm. Anybody overly sensitive? Touchy. Touchy, little yeah. touchy. Um, hurt feelings are because my ego is wounded. Yeah. Is wounded. Wow. It's because my ego mm -hmm. is wounded. Mm -hmm. You hurt my feelings. Yeah. You embarrass me. So, you know, when when I'm looking at ego, a lot of men have ego issues. Women do too. Women do too, but I'm just saying men have ego issues. And I, and I think it's harder for a man to um, fix a problem. I mean, uh. we, we look at fixing problems, but when we feel like we can't fix a problem, we just run away and hide. Mm. And I, why? Because it affects our ego. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sometimes men will drop out of a relationship because it looks like they're taking away their man card. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying yes, about that? I get yeah. that. You know, uh, you're being overly sensitive. You're being overly loving. You're being overly this. And men don't do that. But I really believe that it's 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 more manly. Y'all help me. It's more manly, and you help me with this too, for us to work it out. For me to be the man of the household and for us to work this situation out. I drop my pride. I drop my stubbornness. I drop my ego. And I do what God tells me to do. Love my wife as Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. I love this person uh, that I'm in relationship with as Christ loves the church. And mm -hmm. so I believe that 
if if you can work this out and drop your ego yeah yeah it'll make you a stronger person make yeah you- the most intelligent person is the first one to do what's right yeah when you are when you are led by your emotions then your emotions are in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and some people you know you think about the bullhead or the bull in uh, a china shop mm-hmm. a bull has no clear thinking yeah yeah a a, a bull has no intelligent thought and so of what's valuable it doesn't have any idea about what's valuable all the bull knows when it walks into this glass china shop mm-hmm. is something fell on the ground and made a loud noise and the the bull did, got scared yeah mm-hmm. that's something that it obviously had no reason to be afraid of mm-hmm. so before you know it something falls and the bull reacts mm-hmm. and then something else falls and the bull reacts and its horn grazes something else and it falls to the ground and before you know it that bull is running around that shop raving mad Mm -hmm. tearing up everything in its path right right and so you know god's word is telling us don't be like this yeah don't be like this in your relationships don't Mm. ruin everything because you're so mad Mm. that's good that's a good word (laughs) that's a good word proverbs 13 and 10 this is the new century version it says pride only leads to arguments those who take advice are wise. Are wise. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Mm. You know, Just take advice. Take advice. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like me and you. At times you go, you listen to me? Are you listening to me? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's kind of like when you say, yeah, I heard you say this. What? You actually listen you to actually me? You actually listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? You actually take my advice? And I think we, like we said, we take each other for granted from time to time. Uh, but when we do, it is flattering. You know, when we do take mm-hmm. each other's advice, it is flattering to to the other party. So anyway. If, if uh, uh, how do they say um, mockery is the best form of flattery? Mm-hmm. When you hear someone say what you said or do what you did, yeah. you, that's the best form of flattery. Right. Saying that what you did or what you said is valuable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Um where are we? One secret sentence. Look at that. <laughs> um, one secret sentence that will break a lock in any conflict or argument where there's been no progress. Mm. Have you ever had an argument like that? Mm-hmm. Where you go round and round and yep. round and round and now yep. the time is ticking away and yep. you're still arguing. And you're both tired. You're both tired. Mm-hmm. You both want to stop you're arguing. Exhausted. Yeah. But you, you, for some reason, you can't stop. Right. This is the one sentence that will break the lock. Mm. Okay, here it goes. I'm sorry I was only thinking of myself yeah so good you have to say it with sincerity yeah so good but when you when you begin to tell the truth in any argument you know when you're doing this when you're doing this back and forth and you're holding on to your stance and you won't relent and you won't give in and you won't hear the other person Mm -hmm. you are only thinking of yourself Yourself. yeah wow we don't like this wow come on (laughs) It's good. We don't like this word. Mm-hmm. It don't sound good right now. We want to hear something uplifting and kind. Mm-hmm. But the kindest thing I can tell you right now is the truth. Mm-hmm. 
So this will help you in your own personal blind spots. Let me just, this is common to man. Don't feel bad that, or, you know, how do I say this? Don't, don't condemn yourself because you have personal blind spots because mm-hmm. you have areas in your life that need to be redeemed mm-hmm. by the word of God need mm-hmm. to be given over to God so he can fix mm-hmm. the broken areas of your life. It doesn't mean that you're a broken you're person. Wrong. Yeah. It means that there are areas of your life where you're just ignorant. That's a, that's a good word. You're Be- just immature. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said because we all have blind spots. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how smart you are, or how many PhDs you have, we all have blind spots. So true. And 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 it helps to be in relationship mm-hmm. to help you through the blind spots. Yes. You know, we uh, uh, do something called single and whole, mm. and we tell our our single single people that when you're dating or when you're courting, you should always have somebody come with you. Right. Don't ever go by yourself. Don't ever be so arrogant or prideful where you say, well, I can do this on I, my I own. I can do this. I don't need anyone to help me. I know right. how to date. I, I don't have to sleep with everybody I date. Right. But but a friend or going on a double date or going, <laughs> you know, bringing some, bring your sisters or brothers with you, they can help you see what you, you don't cannot see. see. You don't see his hidden uh, jealousy mm-hmm. you or her hidden jealousy. You don't see the yeah. envy and pride. Right. She's walking in. You don't see that she's trying to control you. Yeah. You don't see, you know, you have per, uh, personal blind spots and it's based on the rose colored lenses mm-hmm. you're wearing when you're in LOV. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget my uncle one e. time. L-O-V-E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll never forget my uncle. He spe- He said, oh, you're in love. E-V-O-L, huh? Mm-hmm. You're in love, huh? <laughs> E-V-O-L. And, yeah. I like it. <laughs> and it just means that there are areas, especially when you're when you're dating and you really like that other person, uh, sometimes we're in love with the idea of being in, in love. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we don't see the areas where the other person may be weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can't even see our own personal yeah. weaknesses, how good are we going to be at seeing somebody else's, especially when we have the emotion behind it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to be married, you yeah. know? Yeah. I want to ask something real quickly because uh, Annette Martinez says, help me. Help me with blind spots. Thank you for this word. Now, it's good that she's saying help me because the Holy Spirit is the helper. Oh, it's so true. He is He is so good because he will help you with your blind spots as well. Mm-hmm. When you don't have somebody that's close to you physically, yes. the Holy Spirit in you will help you see things that you can't see mm-hmm. in the natural realm. Yeah. So lean on him. Practice his presence. Ooh, talk yes. to him. Have a cup of coffee with the Holy Spirit and 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 learn learn his voice. I've heard this lately that some young people they don't like complete silence. Mm. And my daughter wow. even came in the room yesterday and we were both just working away on our lessons and they and she said, "I don't know how you can stand this quiet." Yeah, we was working in silence. <laughs> And I said, well, it's not silent to me. Mm-hmm. That's right. I said, I hear the voice of the Lord behind what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm having a dialogue with the Holy One, mm-hmm. even as I'm studying his word, yeah. even as I'm meditating on the word of God, I can hear his voice. Mm-hmm. I can hear him say things mm-hmm. at times. So the room may seem silent to an outsider, 
but it's full of life and light to me mm-hmm. when I'm in his word. Yeah. And it's good to, to, to get silent. You know, when you get silent, you three can or four times hear a week. Yeah. that still small voice. Mm-hmm. You're training you, yourself to hear ooh, that voice. That's the truth. Yeah. And and I think, and I know you're the same way. You wake up every morning and say, good morning, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I love the relationship you have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a relationship with the Lord too. And, you know, yesterday you were telling me about your relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and how you talk to him and how he talks back to you and what he says. And I, I thought about it. I said, Lord, I said, you know, my relationship with you is a little bit different. You know, our closeness is different. Mm. Not to say that I'm not as close, but it's just different. Right. The way I talk to him and the way he talks to me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I and, be- yeah, and that's perfectly OK. I believe that's OK. Yeah. You know, we have a tailor made. Yeah, we have a, and our time is running out. But we have this idea that unless we're praying nine hours a day and we're, <laughs> you know, we're on our face or we're crying out or doing all this stuff that we don't have a relationship with the Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we were, we were, like you said something about Sister Super Christian. When we first started this walk, you know, people would tell us things like, well, yeah, I, I pray all day long. And then we stay up all night and pray. And, yeah, I, so and we, I was kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm not, not there. That holy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there. <laughs> and let me say this. If you say, oh, I'm so glad you said this because I don't like to pray. Let me let me reel the tape back. Yeah, come on. You do not have a relationship with God if you don't pray. Mm-hmm. If you don't talk to him, if yeah. you don't have communication with him and he talked back to you. Exactly. Because communication is a two-way street. Exactly. And it may not be an audible voice. In fact, God doesn't talk to me in an audible voice. voice. Yeah, yeah. He talks to me in 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 a different way. It's a knowing. Mm-hmm. It's a knowing. Mm-hmm. It's a knowing what he's saying. That's good. And the more you get in his word, the more you know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you so you know, maybe you're not one of those people who's gonna, you know, uh just spend hours and hours on your knees. But you know, there might be times that you say, you know what, I'm just gonna take a praise break today. Yeah. And you call in, I'm calling in well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not calling in sick today. I'm calling in well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need some time with the love of my life. They're going to be like, oh, uh-huh. they going on a date today. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Going to be with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, or you, that yeah. might be what you think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the love of my life, Jesus is the love of my life. Exactly. Exactly. So we I got, need time. We got to stop right there. Our time is up. We pray that y'all receive this word today. I love how we ended this because, mm. you know, a lot of times when, when you talk about relationships, People tend to factor out their relationship with Christ. Ooh, that's so true. And the relationship with the Holy Spirit. So you need that love relationship with Christ. It, mm-hmm. you know, some people say, "How do you know you're saved?" Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. I don't have to see anything. <laughs> I don't have to hear any nothing. I I just know God's voice, and He loves on me. And you know, one of the things, and maybe we can talk about this tomorrow. But one of the things in my relationship with the Lord is when He corrects me. It's times like that. I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to talk to you about this. <laughs> And it's not like you're making him mad or like you're you're no, no, be like, you're so hypocritical already. and God is going to throw you in hell because you're talking to the Lord like that. No, God loves a good, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we argue. I, I, I argue with the Lord at, mm-hmm. at times. But you know what? He always wins. He's always oh, right. I will never forget this. Uh, the, I was working at the time and I said this to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all. <laughs> I said, now, if the Lord want me to talk to him, he's going to have to wake me up himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
I meant it. Mm-hmm. I turned over and went to sleep. Right. And I felt this mm-hmm. on the top of my head. And I thought, what the? Uh, what I mean? thought it was Brian. What do you mean? So I look over at Brian and Brian's like this. <laughs> I mean, he was out. Mm-hmm. So it was no doubt in my mind that the Lord was saying, I'm the Lord. Mm-hmm. I tell you when mm-hmm. we gonna talk, we gonna and talk. we gonna talk now. That's right. We gonna talk right now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah. But we gotta start. We way over time. We love y'all today. Let us speak a blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life, and we declare that Jesus is Lord and He's upholding all things by the the word of his power. power. Be blessed. We love you. And we'll see you next time. See you Amen. next time. What happened to the music?